People pleasers and perfectionists just don't trust themselves. And they give themselves over to other people's wants and agendas way too often. They actually trust that others know better than they do about most things that have to do with their lives. Well, I would rather you trust yourself. And that's why I'm all about self-trust this week, how it's built and how it's basically two things, a feeling first and then a skill. Hey, I'm Vicki Smith, and you're listening to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Each week, I deep dive into the world of people pleasers and perfectionists, and I come to the surface with practical tools and new perspectives to move you through the common beliefs and hurdles that have been snagging you for way too long. It's time we had fulfilling and reciprocal relationships, isn't it? Okay, let's get started. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. everyone. I hope you're well. If you've listened to me before, you know that I like to just dive into the topic, right? Cut all the chit chat aside. So the topic today is self-trust. And when I thought about the word trust, I swear this is what came up immediately. I was like, trust, how can I explain it? I take you frame by frame it. (laughs) You might have no idea what I'm referring to, but it is a naughty by nature 90s hip hop song. So yeah, I mean, y'all, this podcast, it's just so rich with information. I mean, I'm just dropping it on you all the time. Psychology, culture, music, (laughs) you're welcome. Okay, back to trust. I know that that was kind of funny, that whole naughty by nature thing, but it really is a frame by frame process. You really have to build it little by little. And to do that, you have to get to know yourself. And this is a radical thing for people pleasers because we really, we just focus so much on belonging. We want to belong so badly that we've given ourselves away to other people. And we've abandoned ourselves. We've used our fear of not belonging as a motivation to do this hustling for approval. And need I remind you that the approval we are working so hard for is based on other people's moods, their level of emotional maturity, and their ability to care for another human. And that is fragile, dude, because they aren't usually any more evolved than we are, which means they want to belong and be approved of too. So we're spending a fuck ton of time and energy trying to get another little kid in an adult's body to take care of our emotional needs. Now that might have sounded a little therapy-esque, so I hope you followed along. But here's the deal with self-trust. It's all about you. Your ability to know what you need and your belief that you can take care of that need yourself. And it doesn't mean that we don't need others and that we can just function as an island, but it does mean that we act like responsible adults to ourselves. Self-trust is a feeling first, and then it's a skill. 
It's the answer to the question, can you be there for yourself no matter what? And it's so, so much about how you feel about and towards yourself. If you don't feel kind of positive towards yourself, then you're listening to the inner critic and all that does is focus on where you've messed up. So self-trust is about inner safety. That's the feeling part that I'm talking about. And if we look at trusting another person as an example, we do that when we feel safe around them. We trust someone who's consistent, reliable, not too chaotic or unpredictable. And they don't even really have to be outwardly loving or soft or comforting. They just need to be steady. I had an uncle who I didn't see a lot as a kid, but when I did, I was like a moth to a flame with him. Why? I mean, what were his qualities? What energy did he put out? Well, he was tall and kind of weighty. He was this giant to me, basically. And he was kind. He laughed a lot. And he had that full-bodied belly laugh kind of thing that just draws you in. And because he was kind of like a big tree, I would just literally climb up him and hang out in his arms around his shoulders when he was around. And he would also get on the ground with me on all fours and I would ride on his back. I mean, this man was larger than life to me, and yet he was approachable. He was positive and comforting and safe. He had all the qualities I needed to feel protected when I was around him. He was the total package since he was both steady and loving. And then we didn't really spend too much time together because he lived in another state and they didn't come and you know, visit frequently, but there was nothing you could put in front of me that I would not get over or through to be with him when he was in our house. And he just accepted me as I was. I didn't have to earn his time, attention, or positive energy by being the good girl, the quiet girl, or anything like that. As pleasers and perfectionists, we crave all of that. And yet we act like little kids by trying to prove and earn approval and acceptance from others. I mean, stuff that goes on in our heads, even as adults, sounds like a little kid. Like, is that okay with you? Am I in trouble? And the ever-present, do you like me? Will you like me more if I do this for you? I want this episode to be a wake-up call. Because we aren't kids anymore. And being the good girl isn't getting us what we want, which is connection. At least that's what I had with my uncle. I had safe connection, which is mostly the feeling I had inside when I was around him. And I'll be really blunt about this right now. It's not even connection with other people that creates that feeling inside. It's connection with ourselves. When you are connected inside to yourself in a consistent and comforting way, when you create safety for yourself, not by hustling for it, but by knowing what works for you and what doesn't and acting accordingly, then you have self-trust. We're dying to feel okay inside. Dying. 
and we are working our asses off outside to get that inside feeling. So it's time to be an adult on the inside. In your mind and gut, you need to act like an adult to yourself. An adult self knows what it's feeling and how to help itself move through the feeling and the normal stress cycles we all experience. That is self-trust. To know what is important and what is valuable and a priority to you. And to use that template in all you do. So that thing I just said, adults know what they feel. That's emotional intelligence. And that was kind of coined, I think, maybe in the 90s. Forget who it is. I think it's Daniel Goldman. Yes. And it was sort of a corporate thing. And it was a big deal at that point to kind of have something just not just normal, like be smart, (laughs) intelligent wise, but be emotionally intelligent with how you work with people on your team or how you lead people. And I'll tell you, it's still a big deal now. If you want to not be reliant on others to help you feel safe, emotional intelligence is a big deal. Feelings are hard to deal with on our own though right? I mean, most of my clients are sure that if they actually turn towards themselves and feel stuff, like get to know what that feeling is for them inside their body, that they'll implode or, or they'll be a heap on the floor for the rest of their lives. Feelings are pretty scary, especially the intense ones. And that's really why we've handed them over to other people, like we do as kids. I mean, we don't have emotional intelligence as kids. So we go to other people, bigger people, adults, grownups, and we say, can you affirm me, please? Can you protect me? Because when you do, I'll feel a tad bit less anxious inside and I really need to feel that relief. So we did that as kids without having any of those words, but we do that now as adults Because we feel that helpless inside like we were as kids. So here's the wake-up call. (laughs) You are responsible for how you feel. That's the adult's job. That is your inside work. What does safety feel like in your body? What you need to do to feel safe and secure? Huh? What do you think? What does safety feel like in your body? And what do you need to feel safe and secure? Answer those questions. They're not just things to hear as I spout off (laughs) this podcast. It really is about getting to know yourself. What works and what doesn't work for you? You have to know this if you want to trust yourself. If you've heard the term, trust your gut, and you want that, I want that. It feels freaking awesome to know your gut and to rely on it and use it to guide you. And if you don't have that barometer, that inner compass, then you're screwed. (laughs) Straight up, you are screwed. You'll stay in this hustle for approval, kind of kid-like behavioral pattern. Mm. No thanks. I'm tired of that. 
Ah, and I'm right here with my hands on your shoulders, looking you in the eyes, my friend, and saying, it's time, okay? It's time to be your adult self and take back your power. Why do you think I call this whole thing power to the pleasers? You want to show up and speak up? You want to take up your allotted space and stop being so small and scared and quiet all the time? Fine. That's all well and good. And I can help you get there. But first, first, it is inside work. Because I'm not about you faking it on the outside anymore and squeaking out a no when you feel like, I just can't. I just really can't. And I have to say it. I'm sorry. Or squeaking out this no when you're angry enough to stand up for yourself. And either way, once you say no and you don't trust yourself, you will go back home and you will replay that conversation and analyze it and worry, worry, worry. Did I upset someone? And you'll swim in guilt for days and it will be wasted time and life force energy. I am so done with that tangled mess of self-doubt, y'all. Onward and upward to better things, please. So that's the first part, the feeling part of self-trust. It's a feeling of being your adult self, feeling safe and steady inside and by your own doing, not by hustling. The adult knows stuff. The adult's been around for a while. The adult knows that things don't always go as planned. The adult knows that people aren't always kind. As an adult, you know what makes you feel restored and light and positive. Kind of like when I get really crunchy and I feel like everyone's bothering me, that's my signal. Like, oh, it's time to go for a walk in the woods because everybody's an a-hole right now. Great. You know yourself and you know what you need and you know how to create the necessary things to get it. That is you being your adult self. When people talk about adulting, yeah, it's about making phone calls and, you know, going to pick up the dry cleaning and all that kind of stuff. But this is inside adulting. And this is what's going to happen when you spend some time with yourself, especially with your emotional experiences, with your emotional body, with your emotional self. Self-trust is going to end up looking like one of the things on this list, at least. This is a long list, okay? But I came up with this list because I was just like, I'm going to brainstorm what self-trust looks like to me and what I've heard it actually become for my clients as we've worked together. Okay, a list of what self-trust looks like. Allowing your feelings and being there for yourself as you move through the wave of emotions. Got that from doing my mindfulness work, right? Uh, An experience arises, it exists, and then it passes away. An emotion is an experience. Second, Accepting your personal template as true and right and okay for you to have, even if it differs from what works for other people. Acknowledging your uniqueness and the way you personally choose to take care of and handle things. 
That's how you know what works for you and what doesn't. This is how I choose to handle things, right? I get a lot of stuff done at night or I'm a morning person and I get a lot of stuff done in the morning. Okay, great. That's your uniqueness and how you personally take care of things. Next, trusting your instincts, which is why you need to know what it feels like inside when it's a yes or a no. That's the trust your gut thing again. Self-trust looks like having an instinctual, not think about it, analyze it too much response and going with it. Next, letting yourself dream and experiment because you know you need to try things out and see if it works for you. And you know that if you make a mistake as you're experimenting, that you're still an okay person. I love this when it comes to setting boundaries because... When people try to set boundaries from like, I'm just going to be strong today. I'm going to let my anger make me, you know, strong and say what I need to say and set this boundary. They're not trying things out to see if it works. They're forcing the boundary. But if you're trying out setting boundaries, sometimes you might go a little more assertive (laughs) than you want to be and you kind of land in the land of aggressiveness And sometimes you're a little, still too a little passive, but you're playing with setting boundaries. You're playing with saying the words and having them come out of your mouth out loud to another person in the moment. And if you do land in aggressive or you do stay in passive and you're kind of telling yourself like, oh, I made a mistake. I didn't do it right. You still know, you know what? I'm an okay person. I'm practicing this. I'm experimenting with this. I'm trying things out to see what works for me. That is self-trust. It doesn't have to be this, you know, strong, capable, superwoman kind of thing. It's also allowing yourself to experiment and make mistakes and then keep going. Next one on the list, remembering what you value and what is important to your life specifically and making decisions with those values in mind. Next, understanding your limits and being conscious of them when making those decisions. In other words, when scheduling your week, understand your limits and be conscious about them. Next, speaking your truth with respect and understanding and know that others are not going to agree with you 100% and let them have their feelings just like you are allowed to have yours. Next, Knowing you can have a conversation with someone and it not be considered a conflict if there's a disagreement and that neither person has to win or be right. That when you have a relationship, it is about having conversations and negotiating and being flexible and also asking for what you need. It's not a court case. Every time you have to have a conversation with someone about changing the way things go or keeping them up to speed about where you are with something, it's not going to be a conflict. It can be just a conversation. And when you trust yourself, you'll move in to those experiences, negotiations with people, conversations with people, not feeling like it's life or death, and that you're either going to win or lose. Just a relationship 
where you have conversations. Self-trust looks like assuming the positive about others instead of worrying that they will reject you with any slight ruffle in the relationship. Self-trust looks like talking with your inner critic and helping it relax a little so you can broaden your viewpoint and not be stuck in this narrow mindset about how you need to act so others will respond to you favorably. Those are just some of the ones that I came up with or that I reflected on from clients meeting goals as we've worked together and them having language around how they feel towards themselves and about themselves as they've worked through being kinder to themselves, relaxing their inner critic, understanding what they feel and learning how to um, take care of themselves in that. So if you want any of that, you got to build it. Skill building 101, right? If you want to power clean 150 pounds, you got to show up at the gym and pick up the empty barbell first. Now, I'm going to say I'm going to say that I'm not going to get to the skills part in this podcast. And I kind of thought to myself, God, I hope they don't get mad at me because I'm not going to get to the skills part. <laughs> so you know that I am still working on my people pleaser-ness because I don't want you to be upset. But honestly, I wouldn't want to try to throw a bunch of skills at you in this podcast because when I went to the gym and I started learning how to do weightlifting, I didn't learn how to clean 75 pounds, which was my max at my best time, by someone telling me how to pick up that barbell and do that particular weightlifting motion. I did it with a coach showing me, then watching me, then giving me corrections and me practicing. But if you have to know before I end this thing, a little bit about skills, okay, fine. The skills are the mindfulness tools I talk about all the time in here and that I talk about in my email community. So the sort of TLDR version, too long, didn't read version is on the skills is slow down, notice what's happening inside. And I like to borrow one of my meditation teachers phrase When you're noticing what's happening inside, you do it with a light touch of knowing. You're not going to use your inner critic's viewpoint and assessment about how you're doing. Slow down, notice what's happening with a light touch, not a critical perspective. Be curious, be kind, check in often about what's happening inside. You can note what you're noticing. That might even be actually writing down what you're noticing so that you can know it more intimately. Commit to checking in often and work with me. Let's work together so we can do something with what you find when you do all this slowing down and checking in. I'm on this path with you all, right? Just so you know. And next week, I'm going to share what I'm working on around trust and decision-making. Or, hmm, now that I think about that, I think I might put that in an email. (laughs) So why don't you join the email community? 
You'll get a little different flavor of the theme of the week that shows up in the podcast in the email. So in the show notes, I will um, put a little link in there for you to join the email community. And that's where I'm going to share about how I'm going to work on trust and decision making. I just decided that. (laughs) So I know that it can feel like you're lifting an empty barbell when you're just like, oh my God, is this ever going to happen? Am I ever really going to feel like I trust myself and I feel steady inside? I can tell you, yes, you can. I want to be steady in my decision-making this year. And so I am building the skill of decision-making and I am using these steps. I'm slowing it way the hell down and I'm making all of my decisions become very interesting to me about how I do it and what template I've been using and what template I want to use. And I love it, honestly, so far. And it's only been a couple of days. I've let some things that I felt knee-jerk reactive about, like, oh my God, I got to have that. Oh my God, that's going to make me better. I've let some of those just simmer for a while. And I've come back to them and I've said, you know what? I don't really need that to make me any better. I'm all right where I am right now. And I will tell you that that is the feeling inside that we are all scrambling for to know what works for us and what doesn't, and to stand behind it. So onward and upward, friends. (laughs) Let's all bring ourselves to that empty barbell, bend down, pick it up, and just start to feel the cold metal in our hands and know that we are going to learn how to do some Olympic weightlifting. And it's going to take some time, but I'm going to tell you, when you reflect back, not too far in the future, to where you started, you're going to be like, holy shit. Look at me. (laughs) So peace out, pleasers. I'd love to see it in the email community. And uh, let's finally feel steady inside, shall we? All right. Later. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later. Later.